Hello and welcome to the Salted Anchor podcast. My name is Cami Smith. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. I am so excited that you have joined with me yet again for another episode on this podcast. I decided to give myself a break and enjoy the holidays with the family. And that got me thinking so many things I could talk about and my mind would just go and go and go and I would have an idea and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be in the moment with my family. And then I started my physical therapy and it was all downhill from there. I spent the last week literally laying in bed in excruciating pain and about lost my mind because the pain was so bad. And my husband said, you've had four children and no epidural. You can handle this. And I'm looking at him crying hysterically, thinking I cannot handle this pain. And then it got me thinking there was no epidural on the cross. There was no pain management on the cross. And here I am in my humanity, in my flesh, feeling the agony of my back hurting, my legs hurting, and I could not take it. But there was no epidural. There was no pain management at the cross. And here on earth is the last time we will ever, ever pray and worship through our pain. In the middle of my crying hysterically, I said to my husband, I just need somebody to pray for me. I don't know what else I need. I just need prayer. And he looked at me like, do I not pray for you? I was like, I don't know. And I was in so much pain. I said so many things that I can never take back because my human flesh couldn't handle the amount of pressure that was on me in that moment. Yes, I had all four of my children naturally without any help, without any drugs, without the epidural in my back. I did it thinking of Mary and Joseph and the baby in the manger. If Mary could do this alone with only her husband in a day and age when men were not even allowed to deliver a baby or even to be present, I can do this in a hospital bed. And I can remember with my oldest being in labor just thinking of, I wonder what Mary did to endure the pain. There was no hospital bed. There was no nurses telling her when it was time. It was only she and her husband. And it got me thinking, did he even know? Did he even know how to talk her through labor? Did he even know how to help her through the pain and the agony of her humanity and her human side and her flesh? Did she scream out 
I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Did she think I can't do this one more moment? Because I sure did. Being in labor, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I can remember thinking that. And just here recently, I remember thinking that I can't do this anymore. And that's when God will step in. My husband, as sweet as he was, trying to figure out how to help me because he is a doer. He is acts of service through and through. Gets all of my children that were awake. Our youngest was already knocked out of sleep. And it's like 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. And they come around me and they start praying for me as a family. Then the humility hits. Like, oh my gosh. This is why I have to keep doing it in middle of the pain, in middle of the agony. I have to keep going because they each depend on me. And then it made me think again about Jesus and the cross and his suffering. The whips on his back. Cat of nine tails literally ripping through his flesh. All the while he is carrying the very cross they are about to crucify him with. And all I can think about is my pain in my legs and how I can barely walk. And the pain is so excruciating, I can't handle it. And yet, I couldn't even imagine carrying a cross on top of my pain. I can understand why Jesus would say, Lord, if this is not your will, let this cup pass. But if it is your will, then thy will be done. You see, Jesus feels the human side to us and he understands the pain that we feel and we needed a savior that was human enough to understand and God enough to save us even when we lose it even when we cannot go on one more second because of the pain in our flesh and the agony that we feel We also have to remember that there was no epidural at that cross. There was no epidural at the manger. See, in today's society, we numb the pain. We prescribe so many drugs to numb the pain that we don't even understand and we cannot get to the process because we haven't been able to get through the process. 
because we don't understand how to endure the race that was set before us. We look around on social media and we see all the highlight reels and we see all the gifts that were bestowed on each family member of other families and we look at our own and we envy what we don't have because of all the reels on social media. But what we don't see is the depth that somebody endured just to buy those gifts. Or we don't see what they sold to sacrifice that next gift. Because we're so used to numbing the pain, we don't even value the ones that we were blessed with. We're so wanting to be liked and to be loved that we have lost our voice. We have lost our sense of our identity in Christ. We've become so politically correct that we have forgotten to be kingdom-minded. All the meanwhile, the people in our own households suffer the most. I feel like such a failure this week for feeling so horrible, for saying such horrible things in the middle of my pain, for not understanding my husband and all he does, and just needing things the way I want it done. Because I let my human flesh dictate more than the spirit man inside of me. But as each one prayed over me, it gave me a strength And it girded me up so that I could go on another day and get through the pain as bad as it felt that my husband gave me the opportunity to rest. And what a blessing it is to be able to rest when you're going through the pain Because sometimes we don't get a choice to rest. We have to work. We have to take care of the children. We have a house to keep up. We don't get an opportunity to just rest. Saturday came around and I set my watch for 40 minutes. And then I'd set it for five minutes. And every 40 minutes, I would walk around my house with my walker for five solid minutes. And then the next day, I rested. Because I knew on Monday morning, I had to be on my best for my children. My little Zeta was so worried about how are we going to get back and forth to school, Mama? 
And I said, we shall not worry about that because the Lord is my strength. So last night before they went to sleep, I gathered them around my bed again and we began to pray to ease their minds, to saturate our home with prayer so that they can get through this process. Man, they've been amazing. They have been such a great help. They help me take my walker up and down. They walk me up and down. They make sure that I have all that I need. They're filling up my drink cups, bringing me something to eat, serving me. And I cannot tell you how humbling it is to be served by your entire family when you feel like that is your job to serve. Even as I sit here, I see the pictures of my children on the walls beside me and in front of me. And it's their smiling faces that I have to keep going through the pain. Last week when everybody was praying for me, my oldest had said, let her have the endurance. That actually blew me away. Let her have the endurance to get through it. Because sometimes our healing isn't immediate. You know, my husband said something to me that makes a lot of people uncomfortable to think about. He said, why is it so many people are afraid of death? If that is our goal, to be with Jesus, then why are so many people afraid of death? Why do they mourn for years and years and years for their loved ones? If our ultimate goal is to be with Jesus, Because when we die, no more tears to cry, no more pain, no more suffering, no more jealousy, no more envy, no more gossip. And in our human flesh, we want them with us because of our selfish ambitions. I remember when my mother-in-law passed away. It was about 10 years ago, about nine years ago. And I was crying so hard. My husband looked at me and he said, 
why are you crying so hard? I was my mom. And I said, but the kids, they'll never get to know her. And Zion is such a baby. I mean, he was a tiny baby. I said, she'll never hear, he'll never hear her voice. She'll never get to see them grow up. She'll never get to see the older nieces and nephews get married and have children. And he said, she was ready. She fought a good fight. She's where she wants to be. And then it hit me. Yes, there's going to be a void without her. But selfishly, I wanted her here so that my children could have a grandmother, could have their Nana present. But how present can you be when you're fighting a fight and laying in bed all day, all night? Fighting to win a battle, fighting an illness that's going to hurt you, the chemo is going to harm you. It's a lose-lose battle. And fighting on and off for 23 years, she fought a good fight. To see my husband being so okay with his mom gave me comfort in knowing that the children would be okay. But death and grief have a way of really hitting us humans in our humanity so much. When my brother passed away, so many questions, so many unanswered feelings. But I remembered what my husband had said. We can't change it now. Once they're gone, there's nothing more on earth we can do for that person. We can only do what we can for us here and now. And it's amazing when we when I lost my brother at 42, it was like we are yet just a vapor in time. Here one minute, gone the next. I have a 91-year-old grandfather, and I asked, how did it make him feel losing a grandchild? And everybody just thought, we didn't want him to be lonely, to be alone. 
because he died alone. Family was halfway across the world. In another country. In another religion. Where the Buddhist monks performed their ceremonial burial rituals. And Jesus died on the cross for them too. As I touch the blanket that's sitting on my lap, it it's a reminder of the woman with the issue of blood. Who just wanted to touch the hem of Jesus' garment to be healed. That kind of faith. That kind of power. But what we don't talk about is the amount of years she went through before her healing. It wasn't a month or two or a year or two. It was over a decade going on two decades bleeding for day after day month after month year after year and here we are in America today and as soon as we have a little boo-boo we run to the doctor and we get something for it and they are quick to give you anything you want. I remember some years ago we were living in Pennsylvania and my father-in-law, we were taking care of him and his dog, Jingles, who hated me. He was a long-haired Dotson, and I still despise those little rugrats. He was vicious. We had a pit bull and a long-haired weenie dog. And I get bit by the long hair weenie dog. And I had to go to the emergency room because it had been some years since I had a tetanus shot. Get to the emergency room and I'm showing them the dog bite. They're looking at my hand. They're examining it. And they ask me the, the questions. Do you know the animal? Yes, yes, I do. And I looked at him and I said, we have two dogs. Pitbull and a weenie dog. Which one do you think it was? And they laughed and they said it was the weenie dog. Because they're vicious. More vicious than the pitbull. And I laughed and I said, yep. So that dog and I don't get along and he, he got me. They gave me the tetanus shot and they gave me some bandages and sent me on my way. And wrote out a prescription for the pain later. 750 milligrams of oxycodone. 20 of them, in fact. 
I wasn't even in that much pain. It was uncomfortable. I had a lot of discomfort. Nothing a little Aleve or Tylenol could do the trick. Get home from the doctor's office and the neighbors were asking what they give you. They were trying to figure out what the doctors prescribed. And I just couldn't believe number one, that I had gotten this prescription and number two, that everybody wanted it. We have to be able to get through the pain physically, emotionally. We have to be able to get through the trauma that we've endured. We have to be able to get through the pain that we're in because when you get through it, there is light. There is a rainbow at the end of the storm. Not too long ago, I was dropping my bonus baby back off at the airport, and on the way home, we hit a terrible rainstorm. It was a beautiful, sunny day the whole way, dropping her off to the airport. And on our way home, this one spot, it just drenched us with rain. It was so bad, I couldn't see the car lights in front of me. So I pulled off into a gas station. I got under the awning and just kind of the kids were a little shaken up because they couldn't see around them and the puddles were big and our truck was drenched and I let them kind of calm down and I was waiting out the storm waiting out the storm I was like you know what we got to keep going whether we can see or not we got to keep going I didn't drive much further and the rain had completely stopped ahead of me, but it stayed right on that spot. I could see it in my rear view mirror. The windshield wipers just to go and just to go and then all of a sudden it would just stop. That cell didn't move, those clouds didn't move with us, it just stopped. And sometimes that's just what happens in life. We try to wait it out. We try to wait it out. We try to wait it out. But if we just go a little bit further, it's over. Now, the other day when I lost it, it was me taking a rest stop. Not my most glamorous of moments. I don't know when I've ever cried that hard or been that upset and that done with pain. Not even in labor did I have that kind of a reaction. And I was mad at myself for allowing the pain to get me down. I was mad at the situation. I was just mad. I was frustrated. burning, throbbing, aching, horrendous pain that I could feel from my lower back, from my hip flexors, all the way down to my ankle. 
causing it so much discomfort to even lay down. Which I can't. I have to sit up. And then my hip flexors are on fire even more. But if I lay down, I can't get up. And I was just done. Even with the biggest smiles, there's pain that goes behind them. There's tears that are shed. Don't mistake somebody's joy for everything's going right because of the trials they had to endure to get that joy. So I want you to know that you are not alone. You're not alone in your pain. You're not alone in your discomfort. You're not alone. Just remember, there was no epidural at that cross. And Jesus still paid the price for each and every one of us. That's how much he loves us. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this helps someone in their pain to just keep going. Keep going. Because people need you. Bless you today.